even if this were a go away tomorrow, like, I mean, you should have seen us three years ago. Like, we're just, you know, yeah. like working. Yeah, we never, I never thought we'd start a company and then let alone an ice cream company. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Austin All Day Podcast. I am Jason Powers. And it's your boy, Troy Vance, a.k.a. The Gallant Fox. Today we are here with Tim from Mammoth Creamery. Hi, Tim. Before we get into it, do you like coffee, Troy? I love coffee. Do you like coffee, Jason? I do. We, we love, love coffee. coffee. This podcast is brought to you by Los Altos Coffee Co., handcrafted here in Austin, Texas. Jason, would you like to hear of some of their products? I would. First, we'll start out with a half gallon of cold brew for $15. And do you like to send it, Jason? I send it all day. Then, my friend, you must send it with the full send. Fully roasted here in Austin, Texas, Los Altos Coffee Company. Use the discount code ALLDAY at checkout for 10% off your order and have it delivered to your door free of charge. Thank you, Los Altos. Troy, have you heard all the buzz behind Meridian Hive? Shoot, yeah. I've heard it's sweet. It is sweet with honey. Honey? Honey. And right now you can get a mixed four-pack with honey, blackberry, peach, and lemon. Or try the new Skinny Bee variety pack with only two grams of sugar per drink. Thank you, Meridian High. Save time. Save money. Save food. Download Choco. Troy, do you remember that freeze we had recently? Of course I do. Everyone does. What if something like that happened now and we all lost our AC in this heat? Well, Jason, I think we would call Big Fish. That's right. Daryl Mika at Big Fish is there to take care of you. Call 512-653-1414. Tell them Austin all day sent you. Hey there, cowboy. Yeehaw! Hey, there's a new sheriff in town. No sugar, no shit? Is his name Buck? Yep, with his three compadres, Ranch Water, Tequila Paloma, and the Chilton. Premium Spirits, Ranch Rider. Ranch Rider, Ranch Rider, Ranch Rider, Ranch Rider. Welcome, Tim. <laughs> Thank you. How's yeah. it going? <laughs> Uh, it's going well. Thank you for making the trek over. Absolutely. Mammoth Creameries. That's it. Yeah. Local to Austin. Local to Austin. Austin born, Austin bred, everything about Austin. Awesome. So you're, you and your wife, correct? Well, man, so that's what we say, but there is a story to why it's me and my wife. Really, you know, short version is, you know, my wife was like, I want to start an ice cream company. And I was like... Worst idea. I'm not going to help you. You know, this sucks. <laughs> and, uh, Real supportive. Yeah, type. and yeah. just just like the best husband you can be, you know. And uh, and then she did it, and it started working. And I was like, oh, shit. You, I was I'll like, can I please board. can I please work for you? And so she's like, okay, fine. You know, I'll hire you. And uh, you can be the co-founder because otherwise it just gets real weird. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What, explaining? Yeah, explaining. <laughs> She's like, like you're working in like a warehouse. Like, why? Yeah, why is your uh, your husband, you know, like hourly worker working, you know, right. <laughs> only the night shift? Um, so tell us a little bit before we get too far into it, what, the, what's, what separates you from any other standard frozen... To- 
deserved. Yeah, totally, man. So we are the only high-fat, low-carb, frozen custard at retail in the U.S., Potentially the world, you know, I've, after we started the company, you know, I did some Googling around, like, I mean, you've got to be able to get something like this somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I found absolutely nothing. So high fat, low carb. Now, when I would think, like I would think, what are those called? The, um, the ones that are really popular, um, they're, they're pints. Yep. Halo. Halo. Okay. Is that similar to like what uh, makes that? Kind of, kind of. So, you know, so Halo Top. They got their claim to fame as just a low calorie ice cream. Low cal, that's what right. that is, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, and that you know, that that was a trend, you know, and it was high, very popular, and they're super successful. But uh, you know, when when you go really low calorie on really any product, something's got to give, and, right. you, and usually it's the quality and the texture and the flavor. Yeah, like there's the moment when you have one of those when you're, and then you switch over to like. Something made real. Yeah, you know, you, you have one of those, and then you're like, well, maybe I'll try to cut calories somewhere else because this is not awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the benefit to a um, high high calorie, what? High fat, high low fat, carb. low carb. That's like, so that's keto is what I see here. That's right, right. Directly on your website. Is that, so that's something you guys were aiming for? Was she aiming for this when she started? No, dude. Um, so you know, Susan, her, my wife's name yeah, is Susan. Susan. Her, uh, she started making ice cream. You know, not even to start a company. She just did it because I'm a type one diabetic, oh. and I love eating ice cream. Born but that way? No, I didn't find out until I was 28. So what? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that yeah, sucks. So you diabetic? How do you find out? Like what? Yeah, man. So there's many ways you find can find out. I found out by you know just opening my eyes and I was in the ICU. I've been you know I've been in a coma for a couple of days. Oh my! My God. wife, you know, Susan found me you know unconscious at home in the kitchen at like I don't know one or two in the morning. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was it was close call, man. Like yeah. the uh, it was it was super strange because so you know I, I was sick for a long time and you know I was kind of. Ignoring it, you know, I was like, I was working in software and they were like sending me around the world all the sick, time. Sick, like, yeah, cough, th throat. No, dude, just like never felt well. I lost a bunch of weight, like, my vision was going out. I was just drinking water at 28. Yeah, man. Wow. And I was just drinking tons of water, you know, like, I mean, not even exaggerating, you know, we're up to like five gallons of water a day. And then I drink like a, and I would crave sugar, just like, hmm. like a crazy person. So you know? that's the. That's I mean, the sign, right? All of the signs. You know, yeah. the signs were right there. But, you know, uh, I I had no experience with diabetes. I don't really know any diabetics. Uh, I, yeah. Nobody in my family's diabetic. So it never, never crossed my mind. And so I always kind of just like, you know, said, ah, you know, it's because I work so much. You know, I was working these crazy hours. You know, I just got into software. I was really trying to make it for ourselves. You know, so I was like doing whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, every week I would travel, you know, internationally. And so I was like... I was like, oh, it's just, you know, different time zones all the time. That's why I feel bad. And, you know, it's like, you know, drinking lots of coffee so you can't sleep. Then you're taking sleeping pills to sleep and then you drink coffee. And so I was like, well, this is obviously why cycle. I feel bad. Yeah. And, right. then I, and then I'm losing all the weight. And listen, man, if you can drink 10 beers, eat a pizza and wake up the next day and you're down two pounds – you're not going to be mad about it for a while. Like it's, it's a pretty sweet deal actually. Right. You know, like I was, that was like this honeymoon period of being sick. I was like, man, I'm looking pretty yeah, good. You know, okay. people are like, you're working out a lot. And I'm like, no, no, never <laughs> on the pizza diet. Yeah. Pizza and beer diet. Right. And, uh, but it just got to the point and it got super crazy. I, uh, I mean, I was down to 135 pounds, you know, and I was, I was just so sick. And, you know, Susan would urge me, she's like, please go to the doctor. And I was like, right. Okay, I was like, yeah, I'll go to the doctor. But at that point, it gotten so bad. I uh, the first doctor I went to was Doctor Google, 
And Dr. Google was like, yeah. you got He's it. He's a ruthless son of a Yeah, he's like, you got 48 hours, man, at best. <laughs> right. And so It's the worst, especially if you, you're prone to like panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I was, so I was reading what Dr. Google is saying. I was looking at myself and how I've been feeling, and it just made sense. You know, like I had convinced myself, I was like, man, you know, in my head, you know, I was like, this is like late stage cancer. Like, there's just n- nothing I can do about it. You know, yeah. it's like. You're terrified. You're terrified, man. Right. And uh, so Susan's like, go to the doctor. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But I was so scared I would make the doctor's appointment, but I would never go. Yeah. And so Susan's like, well, how was the doctor? And I was like, oh, yeah. She, you know, kind of confirmed what we've been saying. Oh, you were, you was, were like in denial. <laughs> I was in denial and I was lying to and my then wife. And she found you on the floor. And, and Which you know, scared the hell out of her. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. and, you know, and I think it was one of those moments where, you know, she's scared as hell. But immediately everything makes sense. She's like, that dude did not go to the doctor. And, you know, and so, you know, that was a, once I started recovering, that was a conversation that was real uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I bet. Um, it, let's, let's crack open one of these. These yeah. are ranch riders. I don't know how they plan for like a diabetic, but so 119 calories. This is their brand new drink. I mean, I don't even think it's been out for a month. It's called the Buck. It's, uh, you know, vodka, sparkling water, real ginger, real lime. Yeah. Made right out near Jester King. Um, and they're awesome. Thank you, George. Ranch Rider Spirits, the official beverage of the Austin All Day Podcast. Cheers. Cheers, man. Thank it's you for a, coming. It doesn't even have a gram of sugar in it. So it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's great. Diabetic safe, I'm yeah. sure. Right. So, because I'm thinking, the you like it? Uh, yeah. It's, it's uh, so good. I'm a big ginger guy. Are you? Yes. So, they have, and I'll send you home with some. Um, well, yeah, we got the ranch waters here, but they have the Chilton Tequila Paloma. This is this is a commercial for them. Okay, <laughs> right on. But they've got the Paloma, the Chilton, the Ranch Water, which was always my favorite. This guy, these are in popularity. Ranch Water, Chilton, Paloma, but the Buck. I don't know. It kind of replaced them all right Dude, away. I mean, the, this thing is legit. Yeah. Yeah. So you I'm can pick it. these up. Thank you for Ranch Riders. So, and thank you for coming again. Yeah, absolutely. Five gallons of this a day could, you know, not too bad. <laughs> yeah. You definitely be hydrated. <laughs> right. So the, so, so keto and like and also for those who don't understand with the high, the high um, fat, low cal. Low how, carb. Low carb. How how does that? What is the calorie? It is? It's so it's it's. I guess you would cons- you know it's not low calorie. Right. So it's probably a little bit higher calorie than you know. It just also depends on you know, you know perception. You know, I, to me and my lifestyle, you know, I'm never worried about calories. You know, because I'm worried about fat intake and not calorie intake. Being very active. Uh, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. So with these, if you eat a pint and you're in ketosis, will you stay in ketosis? Hundred percent. Wow, that's really cool. And uh, you know, a lot of products that are claiming to be a you know, quote unquote keto product, they will actually kick you out of ketosis. Yeah, yeah. And the way we learned about you know uh, the fact that we that he do stay, stay in ketosis was you know some some dude who we didn't know at the time you know sent us an email and was like, hey, I'm a YouTuber, um, I got you know. 500,000 followers and I'm, you know, in ketosis. I'm going to eat this pint. I'm going to call you guys on on this if this oh, knocks me out. And this is going to be like a live stream kind of deal and we're just like, "Oh god." <laughs> you know, like we were we had just started, you yeah. know. I, I don't even know if we were really at oh, the, any the retail. Internet scary place to. And dude, so. I was like, "Well, we're about to get canceled," as the kids would say, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh and you know, I guess truth be told, you know, I was really confident in the product, but you know, and like I we had developed the product based on my blood sugar and this and that, but uh Yeah. You know, you would have thought that, you know, when you make a product and you say it's keto, you know, the macros make it keto, but, you know, you'd probably give it a go to see, are you going to stay in ketosis after eating the whole pint? Right. And anyway, so this guy gets in there, and uh, he's an, he's not a diabetic, right? I got to say that, too. So he's doing a, 
he's checking his blood sugar and ke- uh, checking his ketone levels. You know, I think it was like 30 minutes past and then 90 minutes past eating the pint. And dude, it was, I mean, crushed it. Dude, cool. ketones were actually elevated. Blood sugar was actually going down after the uh, 90 minute mark. Wow. So it was, uh, it was a huge success and validated, you know, what we were saying. So super, that's amazing. Super happy. But cool. it was tense who, moment. Who was the YouTuber? Do you remember? <laughs> Man, I, uh, I, I just remember it, Aaron. I just remember Aaron. Aaron. I'll, I'll have to ask Susan. It was one yeah. of those things. It was early, early days. Well, that's exciting. So, what early days? How long have y'all been at it, man? So, Susan registered the company in 2017, and you know, after I came on board, you know, I was working in food already. I was working for a local company called Epic Bar, and we were slinging beef jerky. Um, oh, I actually had no idea Epic was local. Oh yeah, dude, Austin, Texas too. Uh, I mean, I just thought it was a popular brand that had made it out here. Yeah, no, uh, born and bred right here, South Austin. Actually, I love Epic's um, bone broth. Everything Epic does is, is pretty awesome, man. And, yeah, uh, on the go, the best snacks ever. <laughs> yeah, and so I was working for them, man, and uh, we were. We're, we, you know, we're crushing it. The brand was really strong. The product was awesome. You know, we were first to market with, you know, a, a beef jerky bar, if that's yeah. what you want to call it. So, anyway, so I was selling that, and you know, Susan registered the company, and uh, I was like, you know, I sell food already. Let me go talk to these grocery stores. You know, again, you you know the. The role. Yeah, so I, somewhat. You know, I had no experience in, in Frozen, selling anything Frozen, sure. but I was like, I can at least ask. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was like, I'll just go to, you know, the local co-op, Wheatsville, and uh, just see what they say. And, um, yeah, I walked in, you know, and I I I was walking down the aisle, of the ice cream aisle, and there was a dude there stocking the shelf. And I was like, hey, man, I'm looking for, you know, the, buy, the ice cream buyer, you know, which is a pretty vague question because, you know, that's probably like a corporate guy that sits behind a desk and sure. you don't walk in the store asking for this guy. But Wheatsville, they're there, right? Right. And it's so the, guy, the guy's like, it's me. And yeah. I was like, oh, stop it, dude, right on. <laughs> so it was pretty sick. And uh, I had, had brought some samples, you know, and I was like, hey, man, here's the deal, man. This is what we're trying to do. Here's some samples. Let me know if you're into it. And he tried him on the spot, and he's just like, hell yeah. Let's wow. do it. Bring it in. Cool. And he and So out of the gate in Wheatsville. Out, out of the gate. Well, only thing was, at the time, you know, it was just like this side hustle. You know, like, huh. we were still making ice cream at home. Did we were packaging all that stuff was taken care of? No, dude. But we, you could bounce it off Epic, right? Or could you? But n- not the same. Not really. It's because, not the same thing. Yeah, it's not. And, uh, and Epic had been uh, acquired by General Mills at that time. Oh. And General Mills owns part of haagen ice cream. So there's, you know, that conflict and... I don't know, it was early days, but it was kind of like, you know... I'll, oh, there was a conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, who knows? Anyway, so, you know, like, we, the way we were making pints is we were making them at home on, like, on the countertop. Yeah. Our uh, our pints, we would order them from Amazon, and then we had, like, a die-cut machine. Like, like the pint cups. Yeah, yeah, just blank pints. And yeah. we had a, a die-cut machine that would, you know, print out stickers, and we would yeah. sticker the pint, and, and that's how we did it. And then Wheats was like, well, yeah, we want it. And I was like, cool, you know, yeah, I'll bring some over. And he's like, ah, it's a little bit, you know... A little bit more legit than that, you know. You gotta have some licenses, this and that. Yeah. And so, you know, we had to had to figure it out, and um, we we rented a commercial kitchen and we bought a commercial ice cream machine, and uh, you know, and got all the licenses. And you know, so what we would do then, I would go to to work, you know, like nine to five at Epic, come home, and we you know kick it with the kids, do dinner, put them in bed, and then nine p.m. we would leave our house and go to the commercial kitchen and work, you know, nine to two. AM. Wow. And we would do that Monday through Friday. Yeah. And then Saturn, Saturday and Sunday, we would drive around town stocking ice cream. Okay. And so and we did that for, you know, that started in 2018. And so we did that for, I don't know, six months. And then I, you know, I went to Susan. I was like, 
it's got to stop. Like, I am dying, you know, like. Exhausted. Uh, I, just Like, to a level that is like having a newborn, you know. It's yeah. just like, and it, yeah. the tired is undescribable. And, you know. You know, Epic had just been acquired by General Mills, and so we're going through that like first year transition. So we were traveling just all the time, and it just—I oh, wow. was just running on fumes. And I was like, "Hey, either we're going to do ice cream, or or I got to pull back." You know, um, and so we kind of like, "What do we do? What do we do?" There's definitely an opportunity here, right. but uh, again, we know nothing about frozen ice cream. is really expensive. Um, you know, we have four children. We have—I'm a diabetic. I need health insurance. We have a mortgage. Like. Are we really going to risk it all for something, you know, for ice cream? I don't know. And so we're sitting around, you know, it was right before uh, Thanksgiving in 2018, and I got an email out of the blue from Whole Foods. Whole Foods? Yeah, corporate here in Austin. They're like, hey, we're at the co-op, and we saw your ice cream. Okay. This stuff's legit. All right. We want it. Can you bring it in? <laughs> and, you know, I'm a sales guy, so I was like, yeah. Reply, yeah, totally, no problem. <laughs> well, the only thing is, you Deal know, with that later. <laughs> yeah, and it, so this was a couple of days before Thanksgiving, right? And so they're like, yeah, we wanted uh, February first. Oh, they, they wanted it. They wanted it. Did they want it in every store? Because they have five in the metro, right? Right. Well, so it's six now. I guess. They wanted it in the in the southwest region, in the entire region, with Texas. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so that's about sixty stores or something. Okay. No, I thought I'm thinking Austin. <laughs> yeah, five stores. And 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 maybe if we would have, you know. Been mature. If I would have been a good, like a mature salesman, I would have been like, well, you know, can, can we yet. can we do just Austin? But you know, I'm a sales guy. It's yeah. Go big or go home. And sure. and I was like, yeah, dude, not a problem. We'll have it to you. So again, we were making a commercial kitchen, which was not sustainable. We we didn't have any official packaging. We didn't have any one money. machine, right? One machine. Exactly. What would that yield? Like, man, if on a good night we would do about 110 pints. 110 pints, and we and that we would. So it's like each store gets one pint. Exactly, <laughs> and uh, maybe two. And and so we're like, what are what are we gonna do? You right. know, um, so we, you know, it was right before Thanksgiving, so you know everybody was out for holiday, and so I just start like an idiot just trying to find a manufacturer, a co-packer. Uh -huh. And I emailed probably 20 all across the country. And, and 19 of them were like, you know, your type of ice cream is just not possible to to make at scale. You know, you're always going to have to be a small operation because ice cream is like the most scientific food that really? I've ever met, ever known. And I didn't know that, you know? No. Yeah, that's interesting. And it's like the people that make ice cream are scientists. And that you're like, they're it's, it's cause like, like ba like pastry is like it's all precise measurements Dude, kind of it's ice cream similar I'm assuming similar and temperature and humidity and yeah. air uh -huh. and I mean it's it's crazy right yeah and so so 19 were like nope not interested and then there was one manufacturer and they're like yeah I mean we'll we'll try it you know it's I don't whatever let's try it and uh, cool. <laughs> yeah cool and so they they sent us some samples you know and it was. It was terrible. It was like the. Really? I mean, it was like I, you know, Susan was crying. I was near tears. Wow. You know, my the day we got that first round of samples, my dad actually came over just to visit with the kids. And yeah, is this his first time trying the ice cream too? Uh, no, no. So he, oh, he's, he he's tried, but he'd never tried a you know manufactured run yeah. as we we had now, never. What, yeah, what made it so terrible? Well, it's you know. In our head, we're like, well, here's the recipe right. that makes 110 pints. Well, now we're trying to make you know 5,000 pints. Just you know times 5,000, you know, like everything just five, like, okay. what's the, how difficult can it be? Right. <laughs> and, you know, quick really learned that's not the case, that they were making adjustments and recommendations, but, you know. They were actually making their own adjustments. Well, they were running it past us, right? So they were oh, making yeah. recommendations to what adjustments should be made. And, yeah. uh, but the only problem was like, if they made 10 recommendations, we would have to shut down nine of them because all of them led to either adding sugar 
which were like, uh, like yeah. somebody's not paying attention because like that is like the number one rule of this product. Sugar right. will never be a go. And then, you know, they're like, we can put all these stabilizers and all these preservatives yeah. and all this chemistry in there. And we're like, again, no. Yeah. And so then the, so the, the samples they send us were quote unquote to our, our specs. And it was, I mean, it was so terrible. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I can't even tell you. It, I was like, well, you know, we risk it all and we don't, we didn't even make it to first base. You know, like if Whole Foods was first base, we didn't right. even make it there. We just, we struck out at the plate. What month was all that happening? Because they, they're talking about February. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a, uh, actually, this was on February 14th. Oh, so we had missed our launch date, February 1st, because, you know, so we were going to run. February 14th and have that ice cream ready on the 15th and then bring it to them on the, the 18th or something. All right. And we, we got those samples and, you know, it was terrible. And then out of out of nowhere, I, I was introduced to an ice cream scientist. Yeah. And I was like, this is what we're trying How to do. How do you stumble upon them out of nowhere? I, I, don't, I think it was just like, LinkedIn or something, like, dude. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, some, something like so that. And pops it's like, his head around the corner. He's like, I'm a scientist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> so and it's this dude named Tom from Wisconsin and like... He's just like this classic old school like knuckle dragger. Works until it's done. There's just gotta there, have. Those there's guys. never a no. Yeah. You know, he's like, if it's an issue, I'll figure it out. Wow, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and so I'm talking to him, and I was like, yeah, man. I mean, everything you're saying is great, but you know, we don't have any money. You know, right. we at that point, you know, we had cashed in our savings and cashed in our 401ks. No investors or anything. At that at that nothing. point, nothing, dude. And like you know, we're like selling stuff out of our house and. Wow. Uh, I mean, we got at that point everything to lose, you know, and um, and so I'm talking to Tom, and and Tom is like, you know what, let me let me just figure it out, right? So he flies down to the manufacturer, and they work with it, and so you know now it's like the 16th, so all of this happened pretty quickly, and um, and yeah, you know, like Tom got it to a point, you know, where they ran the ice cream again, and to me it was still terrible, but it was as they said, sellable, and uh, we're like, okay, well let's just give it a go. You know, we had no more money to pay Tom beyond what we had done. Right. So it was either going to be this or either quit or delay inevitably, right? And, yeah. and uh, we ran with it, dude, and we made that ice cream. We had it to Whole Foods like March 1st. So a month late, but still, if you think about the effort that went in, just yeah. unbelievable. Like, yeah. crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> to all the Whole Foods. To all the Whole, Whole Foods oh. in the Southwest. I so, can't believe yeah. that. Yeah. So how was it received? I mean, as you not liking yeah. it not being up to your standard. So the day, so Whole Foods said, you know, it's going to launch on March 3rd. So that was like our anxiety date. It's my daughter's birthday. Uh, so it's a great day. <laughs> and so like, we're just like, okay, March 3rd, March 3rd, you know, God, we're terrified. And then like March 1st, somebody sends me a picture and it's like, hey, I'm at Whole Foods, the ice cream is here. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, you know, and like, it's early. And, and, well, and looking back, it's like probably the that was the better way because yeah. then it's just kind of like when it, once it's there, you just got to deal with it. You don't yeah. wait for it anymore. Right, right. You're like, it's, oh, and, we're uh, waiting for the third. It's done. Yeah, <laughs> man. And so we, you know, immediately went and we bought some and, and it turned out better yeah. than than I had anticipated. Well, and also you're like buying it at the store. You're like, this is right, great. <laughs> right. So it, and it felt pretty awesome, right, you know, and yeah. especially to Susan because she's like, dude, I just made this on the kitchen counter for That's her, amazing, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and it just, I mean, it just absolutely crushed it at wow. at, at the shelf. Um, so, you know, and it was all exactly like, uh, you know, what, uh, okay, maybe the taste wasn't where you wanted or the texture or whatever both. it was, but but as far as like staying in ketosis, things like that, oh, all there. 100%, yeah. So that's that's important. That is important. That's and, a good selling point. And I think the, 
you know, and we made it no secret that we we're rookies, you know, like we let our consumers and fans know, I'm like, this is what we're trying to do. That's the way, right? It's, it's like, you know, be just, real. just, you know, please be, you know, take it easy on us. It's going to get better. Yeah. You know, we swear it's going to get better. And, uh, but anyways, like with this product, and again, when it's your own baby, you're probably really judgmental, you know, so maybe it was never as bad as I thought mm -hmm. because, sure. you know, there were people eating it and they're like, dude, like you told me about all these concerns. This, I mean, yeah. I'm not getting that. And I was like, well, you're my buddy, you know, maybe that, you don't want to hurt my feelings. But then I've got a couple of buddies that are like, they're kind of dicks, man. Like they would have definitely yeah. hurt my feelings. <laughs> and they're like, dude, this is great. Good, good. And, um, so did you have to change it? So we, I mean, we, yeah, so we tweaked it. We tweaked it significantly. But what happened is like, you know, after I think it was like six or eight weeks, it's been selling at Whole Foods and, you know, we get a report from Whole Foods. They're kind of like, you know, they put you on a shelf and then there's like this first reality check. Yeah. And, uh, and dude, we were like the third best selling ice cream in the Southwest, wow. like beating, you know, so we weren't beating Halo Top or Ben and Jerry's, which it was not a shocker, but everybody else, right, right, which is pretty amazing because we had no marketing. We had nothing. This is just people walking in the store and seeing it. Yeah. And, and I was running the Instagram at that's the, at the that, time, you know. That's <laughs> so, epic. Yeah, it was I pretty mean, sweet. That's some some southern love, right? I I think so. You yeah, know? I, I like that. Is are you branched out beyond the southwest right now? Man, yeah, man. Now we're all across the country. All across the country. All across the country. All fifty states. That's that's awesome. Yeah, man. And uh, but yeah, that's kind of how how it started, you know. And uh, you know, Susan runs all of operation and manufacturing, you know. So her and her team are just. You know, she, you know, you got Susan and then you got the scientists and, and, you know, the people on the floor. And, you know, at first, again, you know, we, so we separated from that first co-packer because ultimately they, you know, they went out of business and, you know, the people there were, were tough to deal with. But then we found this new co-packer and mm -hmm. they're like, let's do this. This makes complete sense. And so they actually changed the way they operate to fit us in. Oh, those and, are the good stories. Yeah. Yeah, man. And so now we have a product that, uh, I mean, it, you know. Sometimes people are like, oh, it's your own. That's why you say it's so awesome. But it's like, man, I challenge anybody. This might be the best ice cream in the country right now. Well, I mean, it's it's like you say. I mean, you can't eat it really anything else, right? Right. Or, or you could, but oh, I totally could. And you know, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty pretty tight on my nutrition and stuff. But you know, for for R and D purposes, you know, I'll buy a pint of Ben and Jerry's to kind of just compare it. Or you know, I, I usually don't buy Halo Top simply because I it's just not my cup yeah, of tea. It's uh yeah, but Ben and Jerry's they've got uh, they they recently started doing the a few different things. A vegan vegan yeah yeah definitely. Okay. So that I don't I don't get we don't you know we're we're not vegan. We're right. most likely never going to play there. So yeah, you know I I just compare you know like. Ben and Jerry, like a vanilla flavor with our vanilla flavor, or yeah. you know, a, I mean, whatever other ice cream brands are out there, and uh, and these are all you know, like full of sugar, full of things. Oh, I mean, Ben and Jerry's is. Oh, right. I mean, but like, but, if you emptied the sugar content out, it would be like half a pint, right? Ter terrifying. Yeah. And uh, and but you know, so the sugar is just in one piece, right? I mean, there's so much stuff in there to to make it what it is. That as a consumer, you're eating this, and you're like, oh man, this is so good. You don't worry about it, but. You know, with just like basic ingredient understanding, like you read that panel yeah. that's half a page long and never a good sign. <laughs> dude, it's uh I mean there's some scary stuff in there, you know, like yeah. every single ingredient in all these mainstream ice cream, you know, you'll be able to just Google the ingredient and you'll find an you know, a health a negative health impact that's gonna scare you for life. Right. And that's what how people are ending their evening. It's before bed. And you know, <laughs> and it's uh it's just tough, right? And so we're you know, so we're bringing this product to market that is you know, it's a better for you product, 
but it doesn't taste like a better for you product. You know, which is super important because, you know, yeah, you, you want to want to eat it, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like when you eat something that's you know, quote unquote, better for you. Like the second you take a bite, you always know, right? Like right. this is <laughs> this is not the real well, there's deal. There's pizza and there's salad. Exactly. Right. right? <laughs> and uh, and. You know, our goal was always like, "Hey, we want this to be good for you, but we, you don't, you know, no sacrifices, right?" And yeah. uh, and Susan and her team, they've they've got the product exactly there, where now the texture, the taste, everything about it is 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 a ten. Plus, nobody can beat our our quality of ingredients. So, and what are your ingredients? Like, what make what what is? It's not. Dairy is it? oh no it's it's so it's heavy dairy so we heavy use dairy. we use a heavy whipping cream heavy whip um then we use a hundred percent grass fed butter okay I saw and then, that that's cool yeah man and we are the only one that's doing that nobody yeah. else is doing hundred percent grass fed butter that's a cool selling point I don't even see that anywhere on the the packaging it's on it's uh it should I mean, be on the front I don't yeah. hopefully I'm looking at vanilla I'm online and and uh and then we use egg yolks. So those are like the three main ingredients, and we, uh, you know, a lot of these alternative products better for you. You know, they sweeten with like a, a stevia. Yeah, yeah. What do you sweeten it with? We sweeten with xylit, birch xylitol. So that's a, it's a sugar alcohol that comes from the uh, the bark of birch trees. Okay. So it's like super sustainable, super badass. Yeah. And uh, it's the only sweetener that we found that doesn't give you either an aftertaste or like a cooling effect or, you know, yeah, for, stevia is funky and it's very potent. Oh man, I mean it's a. Uh, Sometimes we'll try things with stevia to compare it, and like I, I just, I'm just not a stevia guy. It's I can't, well, it's, I can't. Uh, it's like I mean, if you've ever, what made me not a stevia? I think I was like, I don't like cream. I like black coffee. Yeah, but you know, I would do cream sometimes. Cream if it was real dark, and then I would do the stevia. The first time I did a stevia, just to give that a try, I did the whole you know little scoop, tablespoon or yeah. whatever, would have teaspoon even. It was so strong that since then I've been like, no, this is not this is not good. It, it's way too strong. Yeah, man. And so yeah, we use xylitol, uh, and you know, xylitol is a sugar alcohol that some people are like. Oh, never, never heard of it. Sounds sketchy, but really, uh, you you consume xylitol every single day yeah. in your toothpaste, for example. Okay. Uh, in your I, mouthwash, you maybe gum. that's where I've seen that ingredient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like dentist recommended, right? So like, not only you know. Does the new like the fitness and diabetic and you know the nutrition world endorses our product, but also the American Dentist Association, right? So right. they're like super stoked on Mammoth. They're like, cool. dude, yeah, you know, you like ice cream, you don't want to rot your teeth, eat this ice cream. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to rot your teeth. That's the other thing, right? How many people are sitting there with like just the sugar just coating all over uh, their teeth? And it's uh, you know, it's just one of those things. And you know, there's some people that can eat, you know, only sugar their entire life and be healthier, faster, and you know, have better teeth than than most yeah. people. You know, there's always these people, but I think the majority, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, that stuff, even if it doesn't hurt you today, it will catch up with you and it's it's gonna put you in the ground earlier. There's yeah. no question. That is true. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with that. So you're so you're into fitness, yeah? Has yeah. this been a, a lifetime journey or or because like 28, you're you know, yeah, 135, you know, <laughs> wife's driving you to the ER. Yeah, so fitness, you know, all, all, so I was born and raised in Germany. So, uh, oh, right. living there, you know, I played soccer all my life. Uh, I was really big into mountain biking. Cool. Uh, my, my dad is like a, 
a crazy hiker slash mountaineering kind of guy. So he's from Austria. And so, you know, like we'd always go to Austria and we'd go hiking and we'd drive to Switzerland and go hiking. That's like awesome. Uh, you know, when I was young, didn't really appreciate it. Looking right. back now, I'm like, God, how can I get my kids there? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, those are probably some excellent memories. Oh, totally. Yeah. And uh, so, so really active dude, uh, you know, played, uh, played, uh, tennis and soccer in high school uh, and, and in college. Um, and then after college, dude, I, uh, I really got into a racing Ironman triathlon. And so I was doing that and I was trying to go professional and make a living. The Ironman is uh, running, swimming, biking? Yep, okay. that's it, man. And uh, I was trying to make a living and, you know, so I was working full-time. At, at, you know, I was actually managing at Thundercloud Subs here in town. Yeah. You're probably familiar with it, so it was pretty awesome. <laughs> but uh, so I was, you know, working full-time and training full-time and, uh you know, the thing about trying to be a professional athlete is like eventually you got to have some type of result. Yeah. And dude, I was living the life. I mean, I was training, I was eating right. I just never winning, you know, just yeah. never winning. And that's well, a tough game. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and so, you know, my, and Susan, she was like at the point, like, dude, like something's got to give. We got two kids. You always gone, right. spending all this money we don't have, you know, like $5,000 bicycle here, trip here. Like so much fun, though. <laughs> so much fun. But then, you know, like, so I'm like on the fence, like what do I need to do? And then what happened is I was riding my bike on 620, and I got a, got hit by a car. Oh, God. And uh, you know, as I'm laying there, I was like, "This is stupid," you know, like this, and I just got to stop. And so yeah. like my recovery was uh was about six weeks from that. Yeah. And during that time, you know, that was like the first six week block I had in probably two or three years where I wasn't exercising. And I was like, "Dude, I like being home. Mm-hmm. Like the kids are pretty cool, you know. Like we're doing things." And it's like like a pandemic kind of moment, right? Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and so I was just like, you know, I just, it, you know, I just stopped. You know, I stopped like wow. competitively training. I still, you know, yeah. was really active and yeah, running. Yeah. Of course, right? You don't just leave that behind. Yeah, man. And then I was presented with this opportunity to go into like corporate software America. And one thing I said I was never going to do, but like, you know, I was like, I had all this time, and you know, we were, you know, so I'm guessing it looked ap- uh, like monetarily appetizing or kind of like my dad's a big like he's a software CEO, you uh-huh. know, like. So that's what I grew up in. That's why I never wanted to do it. And, uh, and you know, but at the time, so, you know, like my wife and I, we have, you know, at the time we had two kids. I'm 36 and one of those kids is 20. So you can do the math there, right? Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we were extremely poor for a very long time because we also didn't really have any yeah, family. you were with your wife all this time. Yeah. And so Amazing. we didn't really have any family support, you know, like, because my parents were kind of like, oh, you know, like you ruined really? your life by doing that. Oh. I mean, they were okay, but they weren't like, do you need any help? You know, they're just yeah. like. Don't call us. Yeah. And and then Susan's family, you know, they're she's originally from Amarillo. So they're like, I mean, they're just a bunch of POSs, man. Like yeah. they're just the worst people I've ever met. And wow. so couldn't count on them. So it was just, you know, her and I, which is difficult, but it's also kind of legit, I think, because you, you know what, up, well, and you know what you need to do, right? Yeah. Like you need to figure out how to pay the bills and, yeah. you know, and, and how to put food on the table. Yeah. And so we just, you know, or, and, or and, ice cream or ice cream, but you know, at the time, you know, like we were still in college and, you know, so we were working and going to school and eventually we got it done. And so then I was presented with this opportunity to go into corporate America. And, uh, it was one of those things, you know, I completely lied on my resume. Like I said, I had all this experience and I didn't. But then I got the job, and then I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> you yeah. know, sink or swim. And uh, I just went to work, you know, and I just gave them my soul. And looking back, you know, it, it was a mistake because even, you know, with the money we were or were not making, it wasn't – the trade wasn't good. You mean no family time? No, Yeah, no family time. Back to that, except you're not doing something you love. Exactly. Right. And, uh, and my downfall in software was – I don't know if I was good, but I was definitely very lucky. 
Yeah. And so I just not only was I able to maintain this job that I lied my way into, but I was also moving up, you know. And uh, as I started moving up, you know, some of these financial awards were getting never, never great, but better. And you know, we were a family of four living off eighteen thousand dollars a year. All of a sudden, you make thirty thousand dollars a year. That's like that's life changing, you know. And uh, and you know, still, still very, very much struggling. But all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, we're going to eat every day. Right. So it was pretty legit. Um, and you know, I stayed in corporate America and. I I never loved it, but you know, when you kind of get used to the lifestyle, you know, it's like we bought a house and everybody had a car and we're going to Port Aransas a couple times a year, yeah. you know, like you get used to that and sure. and it like can you, be nice, right? Totally. Yeah, you know, and for, and you know, like you I would go to work and I would hate it, you know, but then I'd go on vacation, I'd forget about it and I'd be like, oh maybe it, it's worth it, you know. It's, it's a funky it's, like it's it's sick. Yeah, ebb and flow kind yeah, of Yeah, man. And um it, it is sick, right? Yeah, it's you just like kind of like bury your head in the sand for half your life. Yeah, you know? and and you know, and I just, I guess I just kept on getting lucky, man. I kept on moving up, and I got into a startup that was acquired, and so I moved up even more. And then that company was acquired, and just through that like process of acquisition, like I just kept on moving up, not because I was really good or smart or or anything. It was just, you know, that's how corporate America how works. How long did you roll with this, man? Nearly ten years. Okay. Yeah, man, and then. uh the uh, the last stop in corporate America. So the company I was working for was a Fortune 500 company, and that company got uh, acquired by Dell. Dell and I was like, boys. yeah. And so I was like, so we we moved over there, and you know, from I mean, it's like one of those things. It's like I never wanted to work in corporate America. Then I got into corporate America, the and pinnacle. <laughs> and then I was like, I never want to work for Dell. And now I'm like one of the senior guys, you know, at <laughs> Dell for for the company that was acquired. And I was like. And it was terrible, man. I yeah. was the youngest in every meeting by like 20 years. All these guys, you know, that I worked with were all like two steps away from retiring. So they were not, they didn't want to hear about innovation or taking risk. You know, they just. That's also rough. And so I would have these ideas and they're like, you know, sit down, Kraus, shut up, dude. We yeah. don't want to hear it, dude. Just, just participate. Just sit there, take notes, don't talk. Yeah. And, you know, it started really getting to me. And, you know, Susan was like, dude. Like you gotta, you gotta do something, and uh, so it was affect, was affecting your home, like your attitude. Probably. Totally, dude. Because yeah. I was just like, I woke up, I was pissed. Come yeah. home, I was pissed. Um, hey, when you started talking about this corporate, you said you gave them your soul, it gave them my, gave them everything, right. and uh, and yeah, and then it just kind of got to the point where I was like, I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's like, and it's you know, I didn't have anything lined up, but I was like, I just gotta go. <laughs> I, I gotta go. Right, and. Uh, and then just through luck, dude, like I was uh, working at the gym and uh, <laughs> I met this uh, this dude, you know, and like I, his name was Taylor. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew about him. He's a cool dude. I'd work out with him twice a week. He liked to lift weights and go running. That's what I like to do. I knew nothing about him. Then uh, one day we were planning to go uh, to uh, to West Texas to run a, a trail race out there. And he's like, hey, man, you know, you want to go? I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And he's like, let me email you the, uh, the info. Okay, cool. So I get an email from Taylor at EpicBar.com. Mm. And I was like, oh, dude, you work for Epic Bar? Badass, dude, love Epic Bar. You know, I told him, you know, my experience as a diabetic, this and that. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, you know, I I am Epic Bar. My wife and I started. And I was like, <laughs> like fuck you, you didn't? No, you didn't. He's like, no, I didn't. I was like, I was like, well, shit, you know, we've been working out like six months together. I guess we've never really talked about anything besides working out or running. That's crazy, yeah. You know? And uh, and he's like, well, you know, you didn't ask what I do for a living. I was like, shit, I guess you're right. Anyway. How serendipitous, like sitting here to there. And (laughs) and so we go to this race, and uh, on the way up there, 
somebody quit their job and was like, oh no. And I was like, hey man, I'm looking for a job. I'm a sales guy. I have no ex- idea how to sell food, but you know, I'll, I'll do it right. if you have me. When was when was that? Like where they they weren't like where they are now, obviously. No, no, that was 2000. I don't know, fourteen or fifteen. So they came up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they made it happen within like three years. Wow. Cool. Um, and uh, so they hired me, and they're like, okay, you know, when they hired me, there was this panel. You know, there was six people that had to yes or no on on me going in. Oh wow. And um, do you have to like go in for like an interview? Yeah, yeah, for all individual. And uh, and so and I went, and I really wanted the job, right? Yeah. And uh, results come back, and they're split three on three. Wow. Okay. And I was like, shit, because they're like, man, on paper, you make no sense. We like the passion, but it's just like, ah, this is... A, oh, because you yeah. hadn't done it before. Right. And yeah. uh, and so, and, and you know, like, come from that corporate America, like, I wasn't asking for an outrageous salary because I, you know, I knew, you know, like, software money, that's like monopoly money. That's not real. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I scaled it back significantly, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, that kind of money, I mean, that money exists in this, you know, what they call CPG, you know, right. consumer product, uh, good. And, but they're like, dude, again, on paper, you make no sense, like... Dude, you're looking at like forty thousand dollars a year, and I was like, "Well, you know, I'm I'm willing to take a hit for sure, but it's like, I mean, can't I, we can't live off that, you know?" Right. And uh, anyway, so th- this panel is split, and they're like, "Hey, here's this like, here's a super senior guy. Convince him he's going to be the tiebreaker, all right?" And his name was uh, John Forker, and he's like a godfather of CPG. He ran uh, Annie's. Uh, if you know yeah. Annie's, you know mac and cheese and cheddar bunnies. Like he was the president of that company and like made it what it is. So he's like one of the godfathers of CPG. Like that guy, he knows it all. Can't bullshit this guy. Anyways, so I'm in a meeting with him, and you know we, we're talking, we're talking, and I mean I'm giving it everything I have. You know I've. I have sales experience, yes, none in food. So I just, you know, I just give my passion, right? And it was all, it was all from the heart. And uh, and he's like, all right, cool, you know, let me let me think about it. And the next day they call me to like, yeah, man, you know, we looked at your, you know, we look at your requirements, and yeah, man, we'd like to offer you the job. And I was like, oh, dude, like it was like the craziest thing ever. And I was like, all right, cool, let's go. And uh, you know, the next day I go into that office to to fill out some paperwork, and John John was there, and he's like. Yeah, man, you know, it's like, I know on paper it doesn't make sense, but it's like, I just had the feeling that you were willing to throw yourself in a grenade cool. for, for this job. And I was like, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, thinking about it, I don't know about that, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Right. So, I, you know, they they brought me in and then they they hired me for this position. So Epic, you know, was crushing it, like yeah. in the natural channel, like the Whole Foods, the co-ops, but they didn't really have a, a play in the conventional channel, like the HEBs and, and stuff. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, man, you think... You think you can build, you know, build a business there? And I was like, Yeah, sure. You know, let's let's give it a go. And they're like, you know, and with everything new, you know, it needs to happen like by tomorrow. All right, cool. So, you know, I was able to and again, I don't know if it was luck or good salesmanship, who knows? Maybe not, you know. There's a trend. I don't know. But uh, so I was able within one year to build this massive business, you know, like let's say and I don't know what the exact numbers were, I don't remember, but let's say they were let's say that conventional side of the business was doing like a million bucks. You know, I, I got it to like to make 20 million bucks. You oh, that's know? excellent. So, and I don't know what the exact, but something like that. Just and, super seeding the goals though. Yeah, man. And uh, and so they're like, oh shit, dude, we lucked out, man. This guy was a great hire. <laughs> and uh, Also great product, right? Oh, it doesn't I, hurt. So, I mean, that probably was, you know, the biggest chunk of the success was the product itself. You know, it's, uh, so yeah. that, that, that's awesome. I mean, we'll look at you. I mean, right here, <laughs> no, you don't have any marketing still. I mean, a little bit. I mean, the IG and all that. And, yeah. But, and, uh, and, and so, you know, I did it and, you know, then I, 
So I was really successful there. And they're like, hey, you know, like you're doing great. You know, what do you want to do? Like if you could have any job at Epic, what would you do? And I was like, dude, I'd work with Whole Foods, of course. You know, like the most badass account there is and the product is Whole Foods. You know, like it's just the best fit. And they're like, all right, man, you deserve it. So they gave me the gave me that account and they're like, you know, it's an established account. So, you know, here's your new challenge. Double the business in a year. And I was like, oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. And uh I I didn't, you know, again, it, it was it's a huge ask because the business was really big. They're like double the business in an established account. But that's sales for you, right? <laughs> and and you know, like how do more, you how more. do you grow business in an established account? Usually it's like, you know, what's new? What can I put in there that they don't have? Right. And with with the massive uh, success of Epic, I mean, Epic made it, Whole Foods took it. You know, for a long time, like there was no question. And so there was really nothing I could offer. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, through just a lot of hard work and late nights and, you know, a lot of begging and, and tears and anxiety we, we you know we got it done at the end of the day so that that was great but that's um, amazing yeah and then you know throughout that process they're working with whole foods that's kind of like when that ice cream started popping up and the way uh you know the original idea of starting an ice cream company was you know i was taking this ice cream to the office and eating it there you know in a tupperware at the time your, and, your wife's yeah yeah okay and uh and people are like, oh, what's what's the what's the story of this ice cream? I was like, oh, Susan made made me this sugar free ice cream, and they're like, oh, can we can we have some? And I was like, listen, you guys know me. I'm all about sharing food. Like that's my favorite thing. But this is like you can't buy this anywhere. Like this is specially made for me. You know, not only is it for my diabetes, but also you know we had kind of adopted that keto way of eating. Like mm-hmm. this is really specialized. Like so, no, you can't have any. Which feels really weird for me to say that because you know I'm all about sharing food and right. and and what have you. And and you know. You would think people would respect that. Um, not not the case. Uh, what well, happened? Yes, <laughs> and so people would start stealing my ice cream out of the freezer oh, at Davos, shit. and uh, and you know it got to the point I was sending company wide emails. You know, like who's doing it, guys? Like it's messed up. What what's happening? And uh, people were stealing the to it, become mammoth ice cream. Yeah, and and eventually, like I was like on a stakeout in that office, and. Uh, you know, like crouching behind the couch outside the kitchen. I was like, I'm going to bust this person. Right. And I thought I knew who it was. Ended up uh, being a person I would have never guessed. It was it was a tailor, the guy that started, you know, Epic. <laughs> and I was like, bro, what are you doing? He's what? like, oh, but this is just so amazing, man. Like, you, you know, you can't keep that from us. And I was like, bro, like, you know, Taylor and I had actually become like friends, really yeah. friends, you know. So we're spending a lot of time together. I was like, do you, I mean, you know me really well. Like, you know, like, I can't just. Like this is a big deal, man. Like you, you know, this is my nutrition. And uh, you like start an ice cream company, and I was like, no, I'm never. This is ridiculous. And so that day, when I, you know, I went home, I was like, yeah, you know, Susan, I busted the guy. It was Taylor. He thinks we're starting an ice cream company. And right. so the next day, Susan was like, hey, I started an ice cream company, and you can help me or not. I don't care. This is what I'm doing. That's awesome, though, because I'm sure she felt pretty darn good about it. Oh, did she? And she should. She should yeah. still feel good because yeah. it's a uh, even if this were to go away tomorrow, like. I mean, you should have seen us three years ago. Like, we're just, you know, yeah. like working. Like, we never, I never thought we'd start a company and then let alone an ice cream company. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, let's let's create something that we can store in the garage and sell on Amazon. Like, yeah. that seems to make sense. Shout out to Taylor, though. Taylor. Right? Just, just pumping iron, going mm. for runs, and then turns out to be, like, you know, it, somebody who actually tells you, go do this. Yeah, yeah. man. And, and so him and his wife, Katie, they were the first to believe her. I mean, they would pressure us. They're like... Dude, you need to quit your job. 
and you need to go wow. and run this company. And I was like, oh, guys, you know, I just... That's, you got to find out, right? It's And I was just so... My biggest concern, like, you know, so we... Well, four kids. Well, yeah. that, that was scary, but, like, Susan and I, we were... You know, we know how to be scrappy, right? Yeah. We've been there. Like, sure. we, we have been there. And so didn't really care about that. Like, if we were to lose the house, I'm like, that sucks, but we'll figure it out. The, the, the one thing, I was like, I need health insurance. Like, I'm a type 1 diabetic. Like, insulin, you know, without insurance is 1000 bucks a vial. You know, <laughs> like, I and if I don't have insulin, like, I'm... You're going to Canada. I'm, well, yeah, but <laughs> I, before that, I'll, I'll probably just die. Sure, yeah. You know, and so that was my... Uh, my biggest concern. And so, you know, I talked to a couple people and I was like, listen, here, this is the opportunity, but you know, we've already cashed in everything we have. We have nothing, you know, like we've sold, I've sold my mountain bike, my 401k is gone. Like we have nothing. Yeah. And these people are like, okay, man, we'll, we'll help you. We put in some money. Okay. And uh, so we raised a little bit of money, tiny amount. Right. Um, better than nothing. Better than nothing. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that, and that day I was just like, all right, cool. I'm out. <laughs> and, uh, that was January, 2019. Obviously Taylor supported it. So that's, he, yeah, he, and he still does, you know, um, it's yeah, he, him, him, his wife, uh, there's a guy named Robbie and a guy named Bill, like these guys, sometimes they believe in it more than I do on a bad yeah. day, you know, like <laughs> mashup, epic and mammoth. Yeah, dude. And you know, we've done some marketing together that cool. and like those particular campaigns usually turn out to be like the best campaigns that year that e- either company will run. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, but that's, that's how it started, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's a beautiful story. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's a, uh, you know, the, the one thing about a company like that starts like that, and then you know we've just seen so much rapid growth. It's it's really hard to appreciate where it started and the success you've had because yeah. it's just like constantly, you know, like you you'll hit one milestone and you're like, oh, that's cool. But then eight minutes later, somebody's already like, well, we're, how close are you to the next? Right. You know, so it's it's really hard to like stop and smell the roses. Yes, and for me it is. You know, that's just a type of personality I am, and. uh Sue's a little bit better, you know. She'd be like, "Let's let's celebrate the victories," and I'm like, "What's a victory? You know, building a billion dollar business—that's a victory." And she's yeah. like, "Well, before you build a billion dollar business, you got to build a million dollar business and then a ten million dollar business." True, but uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> maybe I got something wrong with me in my head. Like it's it's either all or nothing for me. Well, you're hungry. I mean, uh, training for Ironmans. Yeah, right. You got to have like an inner inner fire going on there and and you know my my mom being german my dad being austrian like we were just raised with like this iron tight discipline you know like that you know my parents would be like pretty much any failure in your life it shows a lack of discipline you weren't committed to the victory Mm -hmm. and uh and they believe that you know our entire childhood it's like hey you want to run a four minute mile and you need to go train like you're going to run a four-minute mile. If you're going to go train like you're going to run a 430, you're going to run a 430, and then don't come to us crying about it because you weren't committed. Right. So it's a lack of discipline. And uh, I think they might have gone a little bit too hard because now every once in a while I'm like, you know, I think that's my problem about yeah. it, being able to appreciate the small small things. So. Yeah, you know, but, and then again, you have to kind of like appreciate the fact that you were instilled with some great qualities from that too. Totally, dude. You know. It's, uh, I mean, the, the my father was similar. He was always he was always running, always work till this day. He's, he does he doesn't stop. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll work all day and then he'll be out in the, the yard. He'll run. He'll do he'll do the marathon. Come home, do the yard. You know. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> Love and that. then you know when he sits on the couch at night, he's just sawing logs within twelve seconds. Yeah. And I've always appreciated that. But like I I adopted you know running biking, and I'll never forget that. But my dad was never around. 
Yeah. Know? Like my, he was traveling all the time. Same with my dad, dude. Yeah. It was uh, mainly my mom. And uh, I have a younger brother. And like I was a terrible child. And it's like <laughs> I, I was 100% bad and my brother was 100% good. Yeah. So it was pretty easy. My mom was like, well, hang out with the good kid. You know, it's like, Tim, yeah. come back when the lights come on outside, that's you know? Yeah. And so that's how I kind of got into mountain biking because, you know, I'd be like, okay, my mom wants me to get out of her hair. So I'll just ride my bike until yeah. it's dinner time. And so sometimes it was six, seven hours. And where we lived in Germany was pretty awesome, dude. Like it was in, like, you know, in, in the mountains and our house backed up to to the trailheads and so it was yeah that's it sick. was amazing yeah, yeah it was like a fairy tale really so do you get out here and, on the bike yeah 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 totally dude um not as much as i'd like because you know it's like i you know i, I always have to you know choose like do i want to go on a run or do i want to go to ride my bike and yeah i'm really into running for running yeah. yeah man so are you doing the trails yeah running a lot of trails running some road but prefer the trails for sure yeah yeah that's good stuff. So how far do you go out and run? Uh, you know, so this morning I ran 11 miles. 11? And uh, So you're, you're like, you know Cameron Haynes, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I do. You got a little Cam Haynes in you. Uh, maybe. You know <laughs> you know that thing that he says, uh, nobody cares work harder? So, you know, that's obviously like one of his taglines. Yeah. And I kid you not, man, I start saying the same thing in the eighth grade. Like when I was, we moved to America in the eighth grade, yeah. right? And like, I was the only German kid. And so I had this buddy. And this buddy would come over and teach me English because I didn't speak English, right? Sure. And uh you know, and like we were so different at the time. Like, you know, I'd like I was like this hard German kid and he was like this Austin kid, you know, like happy, go lucky, super <laughs> easy. And, you know, like he would get in these situation where he's like, Oh, you know, I didn't get this done or it didn't work for me. And, you know, me like having this German mindset, I was like, dude, nobody cares. Just work harder. Right. And thinking back's like, shit, you know, put a trademark on it. Right. Like, I crushed it. But uh, right. like Matthew McConaughey is all about those uh, bumper stickers. Yes, man. <laughs> and so when when I first, you know, learned about Cameron Haynes was around the same time he did. And he sent me a text. He's like, Oh, oh my God, oh, dude. That's hilarious. He's like, You'll never believe what this guy's tagline right, is. Right. And I was like, well, like, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. And uh, I looked it up and I was like, ah, oh, right on. But I can appreciate that tagline because it's like, yeah, you know. No, it's very, it's, it, qu- it qualifies to a lot of situations, right? It's, yeah, I, I agree, man. And, uh, but 11 miles. That's, yeah. So, and how often are you running? I'm running six days a week. Um, Always long distance like that? I, you know, I usually. I'm at 11 miles for an average runner. It's, it's long. You, you know, it's, uh, I, you know, at a minimum, I try to go six. Yeah, six is um, the sweet spot. I, I focus on longer distance runs. I like to do the longer distance races. You know, I've done uh, a, did a hundred miler last year. Wow. Signed up for two hundred forty mile next year. That's cool. So is the two forty the uh, what is it called? Moab two forty. Moab, you can yeah. do that. So the lady who won it last year was it last year? I saw. I, I heard this on Rogan. She's like. Cheese eating cheeseburgers and stuff. Yeah. She like ran blind for like, you know, cook. Holy shit. <laughs> she says she lost her vision. I don't know if you had heard that one. No, no, I uh but she just her diet is just absolute garbage. Trash. And you know, it's a. Uh, so I was I was doing this uh this runner podcast a while ago and we were talking about that. You know how uh, yeah. especially in these longer races, it's like you you it's nutrition obviously is you know, either you finish the race or you don't, and usually it's based on nutrition and uh you know Keeping it clean after, you know, 75 miles and 20 hours of race, it's tough because your stomach is just, it's it's tough, right? So, so when you say that, what would you so, put in your body? So what I do, you know, I I found things that work for me. Like I go heavy bone broth, yeah. you know. Uh, like, like warm while you're running? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on, you know, what the temperature is outside. The yeah. last one I did, you know, I was like. Oh, I guess if it's cold. Oh, yeah. yeah sure. So it's actually super nice. And, uh, you know, like I'll eat, you know. 
organic peanut butter, like with a spoon, or I'll eat some ice cream, even, you know, like these are things that work for me. And all I eat ice cream would be killer on a run. Yeah, if you can handle it, totally, man. And uh, and I'll eat these energy gels that are very particular for what I need. So they're super clean, you know, no no junk. And uh, and that works for me. But there's some people that, you know, can't stomach that kind of food after, you know, with with that kind of effort. Oh, yeah. So, and I, you know, it's, it's not uncommon to see people, you know, slamming cheeseburgers or just like down a can of Pringles, um, Twinkies, you to know. To get the, the blood sugar up? Well, to just, you know, number one thing is you just need the calories, right? You need calories. Calories and then carbohydrates because, you know, if you're not burning fat, then you're burning carbs. Right. And so. Are, are you familiar with like Scott Jurek and all like Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, sure. He's, he's got a, a book too, right? Yeah, I actually read that book. It's a great story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's amazing because he's a vegan. He is a vegan, which is, that's crazy. It is crazy, right? Yeah. And it's uh, out there hammering, as, as that camo say. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> right, man. So, yeah, so, you know, focusing on the longer distances and. 240, anywhere near that for you yet? Uh, no, so the, the furthest I've run is 110 miles. How'd you do? Uh, it. I mean, I did pretty good for for myself. It uh, the mindset. I so, can't even. I can't. <laughs> so it went. It was going really well. Like yeah. it was up to mile sixty five, and that's the thing about a running ultra. You know, like things come unraveled quick once they do. You know, like yeah. and so I hit that mile. It was sixty five. It was in the middle of the night. It was freezing, and I was just like, I mean, you hit a wall or like yeah, I don't, injured or I don't know. Like yeah. I I think about that moment all the time. Just giving me goosebumps even now because like. Everything was going so well, and and all of a sudden it's just like this switch goes on, and like wow. I can feel every bone in my body, and you know it's like it, it's like the worst pain I've ever been in, you know, yeah. and uh, and again, you know, like I for me immediately I go back to like God, it's hurting because you didn't train hard enough, you know, you weren't disciplined enough to get up at three in the morning and do oh, the work. There's you know? your brain going, and right. so and so there's like so you can either tap out and go home and tell your kids I didn't make it because I just wasn't disciplined enough, or you're just gonna do it. And uh, and I kept doing it, and you know I got to mile, it was ninety one, dude. And again, you know it feels like I'm running on broken glass. Like my feet. Oh my god. Are, and and you know like at these races they won't give you any Advil or anything. Um, oh shit. And and I didn't even know what that was going to do for me. But Is that in like my, protocol. Yeah, it's like wow. a, a medic thing. And um, interesting. And in my head, I was like, that's what I need. I need a Advil top anything. Right. And. Uh, I'm running yeah, like down. Fixated on this. Yeah, and so right. I'm running down a trail. It's pitch black. You know, like coyotes going crazy. I'm falling asleep. I'm like hallucinating. Yeah. It was it was insane, dude. That's the crazy part. Right? And and all of a sudden, my headlight catches like a Ziploc bag, like on the side of the trail. And you know, I run past it. And I'm like, I'm not gonna pick up any trash. Like I, you know, I was so you out find there. Your dad, Phil. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? Let me just check that bag. I go back and there's four Advil in there no or, or Tylenol it was because it said on a pill and I was like, screw it, man, down the hatch. And, uh, and within minutes, I mean, I felt, you know, the pain went away for the rest of that race. Well, you also got like that boost. You're like, oh, this is what I need. It was just Here like, where go. did this come from? Like right. there's somebody in front of me or, or behind me that is right. going to really wish they didn't lose this bag. And, you know, you're like thinking like, oh, what if this person comes back looking for that bag? But at that point, you're just like, I don't give a shit, man. It's survival of the fittest out here at this point. Oh, yeah, like yeah. this is my Advil now. God, man. So 110 and that is quite distressing. My dad, my cousin grew up with leukemia and she... uh he would run and he would run for her and say, it doesn't matter how bad it hurts because it's going to go away for us. Totally. Yeah. It, it's, yeah, dude, my, my recovery from that last race was was pretty long. I had, I, uh, had to actually go to a doctor, like a foot doctor, and apparently a bunch of like fractures in my feet. So I actually was yeah. running on like somewhat broken Jesus. bones, um, which is pretty interesting because, uh, 
you know, like especially my right foot, like there's some permanent damage, you know, like now my, my toes go numb all the time. Yeah. Which, you know, as a diabetic, foot care is like always this real sensitive topic because, you know, like when, you know, diabetics are just like pretty, like if you're a bad diabetic, you're going to lose your feet. Oh, really? Oh, absolutely. I, like poorly managed blood sugar, dude, like the limbs are gone. God. And so, you know, the doctor's like, uh, you know, you, you know, just like think about it like tires, man. You, you have put a lot of miles on this tire, and yeah. you know you just gotta, you can't really replace it. <laughs> so you just gotta take it easy. Give me some new good years. Yeah, and and to me, it's kind of like you know, that's an that's an opinion, that's your statement, your doctor, and I appreciate it, but it just doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, I, it doesn't matter because I find you know it's kind of like, you know, sometimes Susan will be like, ah, oh, you know. We're getting older, you know, like at what point are you going to dial it back? You know, because, you know, like you still get injured all the time. You're doing these things. Like how many more scars do you want? And it's like, I mean, it's, I'm not out there chasing scars, but it's like, you know, when, when that day comes and, you know, you, you go across the line into that, you know, next world, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, like do you want to use this oh, yeah. one body to its fullest potential or do you want to lay in that coffin looking pretty? I don't, you know. Right. I, right. I, don't, I don't think at that point you care anymore. No, you don't. And so uh, – Unless there's something we don't know, which right. nobody knows. Nobody knows. Who knows? And uh, I'm willing to take that Could chance. Could be a little Patrick Swayze thing going on, like ghosts. Like, you're still here. <laughs> you're still here. You know, and then you know, you're looking at yourself like, oh, man, I've just got I scars like, everywhere. Like shit. Yeah. <laughs> willing to take that chance. Anymore. That's hell, right? <laughs> but, you know, like being diabetic, it's a, it's a weird thing for me, man, because like, so I've been diabetic since I'm 28. I'm 36 now. And, you know. You hear a lot of diabetics talking about, it's like, yeah, you know, like, this is who I am. I'm a diabetic. I've accepted this. Find a cure, you know, like, I'm a diabetic, but I can do everything that anybody can do. And I'm like, that is, to me, it's just such an uncomfortable thing to hear. It's like, because really what that is, is like, well, if you don't accomplish it, you'll blame it on your diabetes. Yeah. You know, and to me, it's like, I'm constantly chasing that. easy out. I'm constantly chasing that no excuse, you know, lifestyle. Like, I want to do... Not just what you know everybody can do, but I want to do what only the point one percent can do, and I want to do it with diabetes, and uh, and you know, and it's, and I, I don't know if it'd be any different if I wasn't diabetic. You know, I think I'd still do the same things, but I just don't like everything I want to do. You know, I'm, I'm never, I never, I can't be that person. Be like, well, diabetes didn't let me do it. Yeah. You know, like if I want to go diving a hundred feet deep, I'm gonna do it. Right? If if I want to. You well, know, you're the polar opposite of that because look at Mammoth. Right. <laughs> like, you know, this this new project we're working on is uh, just committed to, to climbing Mount Everest, actually. Oh, my. And and so, you know, training. Like dead people up there, right? Yeah, totally, dude. Only four diabetics have done it. And, really? Yeah. So it's it's a, you know, like it is, you know, I tell myself now, well, that'll be the ultimate no excuse test. Yeah. But now, you know, like as we're going through the training and I'm training with people, you know, diabetics that have done it and, you know, it's like. Every every time I go do any type of training for that, you know, it becomes more real and like I become more confident. I'm like, shit, dude. Like, if, if things play out, like I'm gonna do this. All right. And then I'm already things like, what if I come back from that and it's just not good enough? It's just like, damn. You know, like what do you do? Well, that might happen. I'm afraid it it will. And you yeah. know, but even more afraid to me is is my wife because she's just like, you gotta stop. You know, you gotta stop. Well, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, because I I've I have run a marathon, right? And I cannot imagine, like, I don't know, even, I can't, you can't even, I can't even fathom. Like, I've done that and a lot of people don't do that. But yeah. what it takes to be, in, and you've, obviously, there must be some kind of community of people who run the ultras. Oh, totally. Okay. So, but those kind of people might have what you have there, where there's like, you're never 
kind of whatever. Who used the word satiated, like mentally? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's because I can't imagine what it would be like to run a hundred miles. I mean, I got, can you? Even you, after you've done it, totally, you can one hundred percent every every step of the way. And you know, I would like to. And <laughs> and, uh, and you know, like so that last race, that last hundred mile I did, you know, it's like you would think that's enough, right? So, but the way I set it up, so I ran that hundred miler, and you know logical thing to do after that and especially with the struggle i had towards the end it's like you go home and you start recovering right but so i finished that race on a saturday or sunday i don't know it was in houston and uh i got in the car and i drove to new orleans straight from the race and i worked a you know a trade show for mammoth for two and a half days just standing on my after feet the the entire, after that yeah Jeez. man and it's just yeah, it's just never, never enough. And you know, it's uh, and, and Mammoth is such such a big part of it. It's because like that is the brand. Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah. Well, who knows what it'll be? Who, I mean, if it's knows? not Mount Everest, I mean, who? <laughs> oh, it's it's gonna be Mount Everest. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. Well, good luck with that. Do you have like, if you're training, do you have like a date in mind where you'd want to do it? Is yeah. That so works? so it's uh, right now. It's gonna be spring of twenty twenty three. 2023. Yeah. So how, what are you doing right now? Like just a lot of climbing? So, so yeah, so running a lot, in the gym a lot. Uh, I We have built an altitude chamber in my house. Wow. So I uh, I sleep at a, you know, wherever I like. like oh, last, already? Yeah, yeah. Last night I slept at a 14,000 feet in that room. Wow. Before I came here, I was uh, on that machine for, I think, two and a half hours at 21,000 feet. Do you get like side of, like dreams or like does things change? From the altitude? Yeah. Uh, not it's a, not really, you know, it not really. Okay. I feel like it actually it helps me recover quicker okay. from my workouts, if anything. So yeah, man. So that's that's what's going on and uh that's that's like a little thing. What's yeah, going and on. <laughs> it's uh and, and I, I am climbing a lot. Um, you know, I'm uh going to Utah actually in a couple of weeks to meet up with one of the diabetics that has climbed uh Everest Pretty to do some training cool. up there. Are you Okay, because I'm on your Instagram. Are you doing the? Are you putting this stuff out there? I I haven't, but I need to. You but do, man. It's here's the thing, man. Document. I want to be good at social media, and here's You're my not, though. Here's my social media story. So I was social media for Mammoth Cream Race. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the company just started. And I thought I was crushing it, right. you know. But then, like, oh, somebody Su- busted your spirits. Well, Susan was <laughs> like, you know, I know we don't have any money, but we're going to hire somebody for marketing. And I was like, why? You know, I got it. And she's like, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, you you got it. <laughs> so she hires being nice. You know, she hires this uh, this lady who's you know super badass, and she's like a super crush town marketing person. And within minutes of her starting oh, her job, like ten million followers. <laughs> you know, within million uh, minutes of starting starting her job at Math Creamies, I have been logged out out of every single social media platform. Oh. And I was like, yeah, what what's going on? And they're like, dude, like you you cannot. You can't argue with the people the way you are, you know, like you can't say the things you say, like I'm surprised. And though. uh and I was like, Well, that's the brand. And they're like, No, that's not the brand. That's you having a bad attitude. And I was like, All right, cool. So now, you know, two years later, she still works for us. And I'm like, yo, let me get that Instagram login. And she's like, Ah, oh, let me check with Susan. And I was like, What are you talking about? I am your boss. And she's like, Yeah, let me check with Susan. That is insane. <laughs> so it's uh, I've been banned from social media because you know like but you have your own yeah yeah totally Put it on there huh? I, I need to you know yeah, it's people uh, would tell me with like with the podcast because it's all about the guests and stuff um and then i have my own personal one and i yeah. was always like there's i should just merge them somehow yeah but then i was like who wants to look at my daughter 
Like, and so you know. <laughs> that's my Instagram. You know, it's a lot of family stuff. And right. But mixing what you're doing, you should just yeah. document it with little photos. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. And you're not, yeah, you're yeah. not the first person to say it. And it's maybe it's something I'll do. It's a, sometimes I feel like, you know, you know, so I'm not a, even though I don't manage any social media besides mine, you know, I feel like I probably spend a little bit too much time on it. Oh, you know, my, oh, yeah. like my kids last year during the pandemic, dude, introduced me to TikTok and that shit's legit. Like I just like watching videos of I've people. I've successfully not got on there. Don't do it, man. No, I, I'm like, Danny, he got on once. Like, and then so, all it was mm-hmm. was him telling me about these videos and sending me stuff. And I would either not watch, I would watch, but never download the app. But like, I've heard it's like, you'll wake up and you'll look at it. And then like 45 minutes have gone by. And, and, and it's, you know, in that 45 minutes, you see like five videos that are relevant and awesome. Right. And the rest is trash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's just feeding you. And, and feeding it's because you. you're always looking for the next video, you know? Because so like, crazy. because they, I mean, some of that content on there, you know, it's you know, like, for example, my favorite one is, you know, like I grew up in a time where like, you know, that show Jackass on MTV was like. Yeah, Steve-O. Yes. I, I listen to his podcast Yeah, sometimes. dude. And so, but now that we're older, it's like, what happened to Bam? What happened to Steve-O, right? Yeah. Like, well, I have no idea. Well, get on TikTok and you will find out, you know, and Steve-O <laughs> still doing crazy shit all the time. They're coming out with a new jackass. I know, and they're not having, like, they didn't invite Bam to be on the show, and so it's like this like, whole thing. I think he's, I think he got, he went down the rabbit hole of, like, I don't know if he recovered from drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I think that's the the story, but I don't know. I haven't been on TikTok. Yeah, well, you, you know, it's, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it's a, a word of advice. So, so uh, you had, okay, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's completely fair. I mean, but there's this weird uh, thing with social media where it's like it can be consuming and waste time and it's not great for like real socializing. But um, like the fact that you can take photos and then like five, ten years from now. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's all digital is always weirded me out. Like you can't compare that to a photo album that's there because right. you know it's not going to go away. Like, what if they erase the cloud? And you're like, but my trip to Everest. Dude, if they erase the cloud, I think country's going to explode. Uh, yeah. They, they cannot erase the cloud. We went out to Tennessee. We're about to go on the same trip we did last year, which last year around this time, you know, the pandemic was like flaring. Yeah. Especially here with the in Texas, like it was skyrocketing. And I remember when we drove, um, when we got into Tennessee, because we don't have any... Um, service up there or right. anything. And I just remember thinking, like, the world's falling apart right now, but, like, just imagine taking away the internet. You know? Just, like, just every, everybody's banking. I was going to say, how do you pay your bills without the internet? Gone. And how do you go to the grocery store and pay for anything? Yeah. Anything. So, yeah, I I, I hold a hardly believe it would uh, explode. Yeah. You know, I, uh, like, you know, so I, I have four kids. One is uh, 20 and one is 16. None of them have ever written a check. Yeah, you know when when we talk about checks and they're like, oh yeah, you know like that's that thing in that book, you know, and you become yeah. a fogey. Yeah, you're talking about it. They're like, you, dad, you're boomer. You're and boomer. I was like, well, no, I'm I'm not, but okay, right, thanks. Right. Yeah, people are still writing checks. It's uh, yeah, yeah, man. And uh, so you know, I was actually just today I was looking for a checkbook to look for an account number, yeah. and the last so I find it, and the last check I'd written was to an electrician to install something in that commercial kitchen that we had oh, yeah. for the ice cream machine. So it was written in yeah, uh, 17. yeah, 2017. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, and time flies. It flies for yeah. sure, man. Well, this has been a fun conversation. I have a uh, a few segments that we haven't gone over, but that's okay because Danny's not here. But we have yeah. one that we always ask, and I'm in- intrigued to ask you um, your favorite places to eat in Austin. And I guess just shoot because you have you, you're into your you know your diet and you're conscious of what you're eating. So where are you eating, dude? So the the number one place Susan and I go to, and it's a uh, 
you know, it's number one to us. I don't know about the rest of the, the yeah. city. Well, that's what but, I'm asking. Yeah, man. We go to the Salty Sal. Okay. That's been like on a- On the east side, yeah. On the east side, man. We, you know, we, we went there for the first time- Ten years ago, and you know we don't go out to eat a lot. So, but when we do, you, we we go there. Yeah, love that place. Or you know, like a Dai Dewey right yeah. down the road. Like that, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I love his approach to like everything Texas. Yep, and everything done in house. Love it. It's very cool. And then, uh, you know, so we we live up north, and there's a a new joint, a new barbecue joint. That guy was actually here the other day. Or not the other day, yeah. Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah. Oh my God, Chef me, John Bates, man, he's amazing. Like. You know, I I eat a lot of barbecue. I make a lot of barbecue, and I tell you what, dude, some of his things, and I'll I'll say it, man, is it's the best in Central Texas. Look, I mean, we did the whole barbecue month, and we started that month off. I know he was later. Um, he was the later episode, but we started the whole month at Interstellar yeah. with like a plate, and I was just like, this is so good. Yep. And he's he's chef first, you yeah. know, and turned into, you know, he doesn't like the word pitmaster, but you know, he's out there doing his thing. It's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, but salty sow is probably probably our number one. Those, those are two good suggestions. Yeah, man, or but you know, another place we go to, not hadn't been really since the pandemic, but uh, there's this place called Picnic. Yeah. Have you heard of Picnic and you I know, have. it's a it's a good place, and you know, especially oh, they get the the, co- the butter coffee, right? Okay. Man. So and you know, so we so when you know when everything was open, like we used to probably spend a little bit too well, much time there. Yeah, I'm burning, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but that that's really it. You know, we're we're all about eating at home, cooking at home. Absolutely, that's yeah. lovely. When you're doing that, what are y'all making? Like, what's like the go to home dish? Man, what's the dish your kids are going to always remember about home? Uh, you know, so my kids are actually pretty funny. The two older ones, you know, they're, you know they'll eat what what dad cooks. I, so I do most of the cooking at home. Right. Uh, our youngest, you know, she's a little bit of a psychopath. Um, <laughs> you know, she eats nothing. Like, we'll go to bed hungry. You know, she's like a, a mac and cheese. Yeah, she will eat nothing. Every once in a while, like you know, I'll make some bratwurst, and I'm like, "Listen, you're half German. Like, you have to eat this. Like, you will die if you don't <laughs> you eat this." <laughs> and and she'll eat it, and she'll like it, and I'm like, "Oh, right, right. on." But then, like the and next it's like, day, just, you gotta try other things. Like the next day, I'll be like, "Here, try this taco," and she's like, "Nope, only want tortilla and cheese. Don't melt it." Tortilla and cheese. Don't melt the cheese. And I'm like, "You're yeah. weird." Anyways, and then my my son, you know, he's pretty good. You know, he'll he'll eat whatever. But yeah, so we're doing. I mean, we eat meat, you know, at least once a day, mm-hmm. usually twice a day. Uh, like beef or just chicken? All, all of it. All, all right. of it, man. And, and so there's this uh, this one dish we make pretty often that's a, it's a spin-off of what my, something my mom used to make. It's a, <laughs> I don't really know, I guess you would call it a cream chicken. We call it Zanazosa, which is the German word for like heavy whipped cream sauce or something and it's just like you get two you get some chicken breast and you you know fry them in butter in a pan season them however you like and then you just uh cut it into pieces man and uh just you know bone broth and heavy whipping cream until it's floating you let that simmer and you put it on top of some cauliflower rice or whatever and it's it's stupid good (laughs) and it's and it's easy yeah yeah and it's comforting oh dude totally super rich don't need much um and we eat a lot of salmon i feel like yeah we're having salmon tonight oh nice good salmon's always a good choice especially when kids will just eat it yep yeah and again you know everybody but the the youngest one there they're pretty into the salmon uh yeah, or you know, we we recently bought a Traeger, first Traeger, and so we're oh, now just nice. like smoking meats all the Man, time. I want a Traeger so bad, dude. 
You enjoying it? It 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 was you know it, it hurt to buy it because it's just so outrageously expensive. But, but like it's fun. It it's not only is it's fun. It's like it's really hard to mess it up. Right. Well, there's like apps. Do you get an app? Yeah, no. dude. Okay. Totally. And uh, you know, it's like we're making brisket. I mean, pork belly. You name it, dude. It's and it's awesome. And it's one of those things. You know, it's kind of like I almost feel like it's barbecue but cheating because yeah, well, you, yeah. you you said it. It's and, 2021. Yeah, you yeah, said right. it, and then your phone will let you know when you're ready to come back. You know. It's, yeah. You should, um, we should really, you should take me up on this. Get Susan and come back. Yeah. And uh, Danny, because we've been doing what we call Austin all night. Yeah. And which is usually after this, we have a dinner prepared. Yeah. And um, Hardy's has been helping us with that. And it's been a lot of fun. And we ask your diet and stuff like that. So, like okay. Hardy's produce? Well, they do everything. They oh. do home delivery now, too. Look, okay. I'm not supposed to be doing an ad because there's been oh. nothing exchanged, but I, they do the whole thing. I'm, I'm just a freebie. I'm just, you know, Hardy's. Oh, it's amazing. It's a, Hardy's has a special place in our heart because when we tried to start the company, we we're like, oh, we're going to be, oh. we need a supplier of, you know, of things. And so we, when we talked to Hardy's and, uh, you're going to love this. And, and, you know, Hardy's was like, yeah, we can bring you the cream and we can bring you the butter. But, yeah. you know, like we were so small scale, all their, their minimum orders were like, we, we can't do it. On, okay. So when the pandemic came, I think it, it sprung from that. Now you can get on right now and order. And I mean, they come with those little box trucks. Yeah. And they'll come straight to your house. Yeah. With whatever you order. They have like a $20 produce box, but they have tons of beefs. Uh, I mean, like the, all the meats, all Got the, it. like really high end things you get in restaurants and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah, and we'll get Hardee's, if you're listening, we'll get the discount code and stuff arranged. Yeah, it should be totally. all day, and we'll we'll work on that. But we'll get you guys back in here. Yeah, let's do it. Have a dinner, talk to, talk with her, and then... Uh, yeah, dude, Sue, Sue, Sue will probably have a little bit different uh, view on all of these things. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, good. It'll be good, good, good balance. You know, there. like, you know, I work in sales, and, and she... Would never want to work in sales, so you know yeah. that kind of paints a picture. She's. Well, uh, we didn't even ask what she was doing before the. I didn't ask. Oh her. yeah, so it's pretty interesting. So Sue and I, we early on, you know, so we Sue went to college to be a, uh, you know, I never know if it's a psychiatrist or a psychologist. One the, or the, the head one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. So that's that's what she went to school yeah. for. I went to school to be a marine biologist. Um, cool. And uh, right out of college, you know, so we we have all this debt because she went to University of Texas. I went to a, a Texas State, and uh, so we have all this debt. And so we get out of college, and you're like, let's get a real job. And so we worked at Thunderclaud Subs. Um, you know, that's, <laughs> <a real> <laughs> that's how it goes. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's Promise how it goes. Th- Thundercloud Subs, you know, oh. best one of the best companies in the world. You know, it's. Still, still love those guys. You know, like that was that that place legit. But uh, yeah, so then you know we worked there, and then when I got into this corporate America, we we're like, I was like, hey, you know, do you still want to work at Thundercloud? And she's like, yeah, 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 I, I do. But then like our, you know, we had two cars, but her car broke down, yeah, couldn't be fixed, and so now we're down to one car. And so she, like, I guess I'll just be home and take care of the kids. And at that point, we only had two kids, but then we had two more kids, and then you know she was. Staying at home and yeah. kicking it, which is probably the, the worst job in the world. Stay at home mom because but of that. it allows you to make ice cream. Totally, you know. But at, <laughs> at you know, but at the time, like you know, it doesn't pay very well. Yeah. Hours are terrible. Yeah, um, and your clients are assholes. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and and our son, like he was born. He was, our kids are pretty. I split pretty far. Like we had two girls, and then we have this nine year gap, and we're like we're trying to have kids in that gap, you know, but. We were like, it doesn't work. Like, we couldn't have kids. And okay. uh, what it was, dude, like, so no kids for nine years. Then we found out I was diabetic, start treating diabetes, and boom, got pregnant. Really? Yeah, man. So it's <laughs> uh, it's crazy. And and 
my guess, and I'm not a doctor, I think we didn't get pregnant because I was just consuming so much water. Yeah. Like I was just, uh, my body you was deplete. just water. The, the soldiers were depleted. I mean, or just flushed <laughs> out or, you know, I, right. I don't know. And right. because like, there was like uh, probably a couple of years, man, like we legitimately, like, we're trying. here's the calendar, just the moon phase. This is, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, and it yeah. didn't work. And like, I had gotten to the point, like, dude, I'm good with two. Yeah. And uh, when she called me, said that we had a third and I was like, oh, right on. Damn. You know, it's a pretty big split, you know, nine years. And then yeah. it's kind of like. It is right. That's big. Yeah, and so then we're like, ah, we better have one more, otherwise this guy's gonna be weird. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, so now then we had another one, and she's yeah. she's the weird one. <laughs> she's she's my favorite one, but she yeah. is. Whew, I mean, she she knows what she wants. Oh yeah, and she's how old is she now? She's five. Cool. And uh, such such good ages. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, like we got a 20, 20 year old, and she's you know pretty awesome, pretty fun. You know, she's a little bit of an oversharer. <laughs> like it's like I don't need to know what you did last night. I don't care. And right. I don't, you know, like she tells us all these stories and like no, yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. No. And she's like, yeah, check, no, 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 don't, don't want to know. And then we got a, a sixteen, about to be seventeen year old, and she's just like, like Mother Teresa of the world. Like she's just probably one of the purest, kind, hardest humans you'll ever meet. Yeah. And then we got our son, who's like the only guy. And he's a, he's pretty awesome just because he's like super sweet, but still trying to figure it out, you know, in a in a in a world full of girls. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's he's pretty badass. And then we got this baby. Yeah. Like okay, she's five. She has never, not one single day, slept in her own bed. Always since birth, slept in our bed. Yeah. Well, and so we're got like a similar situation here. And I'm like, yo, you're gonna go to kindergarten next year. Like we you, you got it. And she's yeah. just like, Why don't you sleep in my bed? I'm like, okay. Got oh, it. I've I've been told. I mean, like I have no problem because I've talked to friends. It's not as uncommon, but okay. I, I mean, my daughter has been like, like this is my bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she so she refers to the master bedroom as me and mom's room. It's <laughs> like listen, hey, there was a point where I moved cl- her clothes because I was like, it's just yep. easier that's in here. All, that's exactly the situation. And so her room is now the the uh, altitude chamber. Oh yeah. So because it's just like <laughs> so you've accepted it for whole, whole, you're like you're sleeping in, or you're sleeping near and, the stars tonight. Yeah, man. And you know what it is like sleeping having her sleep in our bed is like, you know, 99% of the time it's pretty awesome because she's like the last baby and she's so tiny and she mm. loves to snuggle. And then there's that 1% where you're like, okay, you got to hit the road. But, <laughs> I'm sure that 1% is, is more like a 10% thing. <laughs> <about it. Yeah. laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. It's, and you know, it's kind of one of those things, you know, all of a sudden, like when I tell people about the situation, a lot of people, you know, have an opinion. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're really going to mess her up. Man. That's like, why I said I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, people, they'll be like, oh, you're going to mess her up. She's going to have, you know, she's not going to be independent. I'm like, listen, like, I'm, if, if I'm ruining, ruining my kid's personality by letting her sleep in our bed for however long she chooses to, like, I guess it's on me. I'm willing to take yeah. that risk, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? I have the feeling she's going to be a good human. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No, and, and she's happy. Oh, extremely. Oh, I think that's what counts. Totally. <laughs> you know, the the one thing about you know being a diabetic and not really knowing why or having any other, you know, people in my family that are diabetic, like our, our kids, you know, anytime they like act strange, I would say, most people would just say they're just acting like kids, but to me they're acting strange and I, I check their blood sugars just to make sure they're not diabetic and sure, uh, yeah. they don't love that. But, uh, yeah. but it's kind of like, you know, I was so sick at the time before I found out I was diabetic. It's like, dude, trust me. Like, you just you don't, don't want them to get there ever. No, because yeah. even just thinking That's about that. Dad, yeah. Yeah, and just thinking about how how sick I was. Like, you know, I thought, I, like, I was during that, like, undiagnosed sickness, dude, like, 
I was falling asleep all the time. And I, so I thought I was falling asleep, even like standing up. Like one time we were in wow. line to go to a restaurant and I just fell over and I was like, oh, sorry, I just were fell. Were fainting? Like, so come out to find out later. Actually, it was like I was going unconscious, right? Like my insane. blood sugar was so high, my brain was shutting down the engines to protect all the organs. Wow. And I thought I was just falling asleep. I was like, this is not the case. So that's nuts. Yeah. So anytime I, you know, my son, he's real active. He rides bikes, like to run. And so he's like, I'm so thirsty. I'm like, Bro, you've had like four si- yeah, you had four sips of water in the last 24 hours. Give me that finger. He's yeah. like, no, no, it's just hot outside. I'm like, give me that finger <laughs> right now. <laughs> and and they've gotten pretty good. You know, they don't they don't love it. They might as well be a diabetic. They're like, I already know what to do. <laughs> yeah, it's uh but uh you know, hopefully it was just you know, I don't know. I guess maybe it's my luck to be diabetic. You know, people are like, oh, you know, you should get a a di- type one diabetic tattoo. But to me, it's like, you know, a lot of people do that. They're like, I'm a type one diabetic. It's like I would never do that. Right. Like, because at that point, you are defeated. You are saying there's never going to be a chance you're not type 1 diabetic. Can you go- come out of this? Scientists, as of now, will tell you no. But, you know, I... But I would assume, like, for most things in this world, if you're going to reverse it, you're going to do it with fitness and nutrition. That, so, for type 1, that'll help. But, you know, type 1 diabetes is your pancreas, which is in your body, mm-hmm. that, that makes insulin, is is dead. Right? Dead. So, there. Dead, like and there's dead no form of like transplant. So dead people have gotten transplants, but the majority are not successful. Like they, they might fix you for a year or two. Oh God, what happens when it's not successful? Well, then it's another you, you get somebody back, else. You get with somebody else's, <laughs> yeah. and then you're just back to yeah. And that, you know, like science is doing a lot of things. You know, like I, I truly believe there's going to be a cure. Just um, ask Elon Musk nicely. Totally, and you know, maybe. <laughs> I mean, there, there, there will be a cure, but with all things, you know, like. And this is diabetes, any chronic, like any illness that's like a lifelong illness, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, will there be a cure? Yes. But, you know, like the lobbyists of big pharma, you know, they'll they'll make sure that it's going to take as long as possible. Because, you know, the diabetic industry, like oh. the, the insulin industry, I can't tell you how many so, billions so and billions of dollars of revenue that is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. for that to just go away, I mean, you know scary for them and i get it you know i understand but i don't care (laughs) (laughs) to be frank it's completely unacceptable but it is what it is right you can't just make it go away i guess i can't yeah i don't know what to do maybe there's somebody out there who's going to come out with the flag the freedom flag totally make a change (laughs) you know diabetes to me is an illness and diabetes to big farm is a business yep well that's true Yeah. yeah so capitalism that's how it works yeah well, you brought some ice cream, so if you've made it far th- this far into the podcast, listening, tell the flavor, what'd you bring? Oh, um, yeah, I don't even know. Let me, let me yeah, check. Yeah, grab them, and because I want to make whoever is listening hungry and encourage you, if you haven't tried this, to go out and try it. I know I have a seven-year-old downstairs who's going to be pretty excited about all this. We get some butter pecan. Butter pecan. Lemon buttercream. Nice. And uh, some strawberry. And this uh, strawberry and butter pecan are brand new. Uh, butter pecan sounds delicious. It is uh, my favorite. It is oh, yeah. <laughs> it is one of those things, like, if there's Lemon ever butter. ever a thing that's it's just, like, it's it's almost too good. And people are like, there's no such thing. It's like, have a bite of that. <laughs> and then you'll be like, got it. Very cool. Yeah, Very man. cool. So these, these are all new? No, strawberry is not new, right? Well, strawberry and butter pecan, brand new. Okay. So. Well, cool. These will get eaten. Please. Thank you for coming. 
Thank you for having me. Yeah. Sorry I went uh, above the call of duty and it sounds like we've been here for a little bit longer than anticipated. Oh, no. This is great. <laughs> this is going to be uh, a fun podcast and we're going to get you back in here because Danny, I feel bad doing these without Danny, but yeah. I was like, got to do him. He's doing something top secret we can't talk about. All right. But, all right. but um, yeah, we'll get you back in here soon and we'll start eating these. Cool. Cool. Thank you for coming, Tim. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. As always, a special thank you to Rambler for being the official hangover cure of the Austin All Day Podcast. Try the new sparkling energy drink made with Yao Pan tea, available in four different flavors. Lemon, peach, blackberry mint, and lime coconut. It's good for your soul. Ooh, yeah.